0: Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. I started last week a series called Dare to Believe. How many of you guys think that you should probably dare to believe for greater things? Come on. God wants to do more. He, as a matter of fact, like, like we, we think too small usually because God's looking from heaven into this earth and he sees a place that is still broken and he, he died on the cross so that he could heal it and restore it. Amen? And so he's got big plans. And guess what? He's expecting to work through you to do great things. Amen? So last week I, I did a message called uh, Believing is Receiving. And turns out that was part one of Believing is Receiving, because today's part two. Believing is Receiving. I want to go into this more. Um, I want to start off real quick and read to you the passage that we focused on last week. Um, and then in a little bit, if you guys want to be ready in your Bibles, I'm not starting here yet, but if you want to get your Bible ready at Mark chapter 5, that's where I'm headed in a little bit. And you, if you want to follow me with some of the other verses, you can just put your thumb in there and flip to other places. Right now I want to read Mark eleven twenty-two through 24, because this is what I read last week. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Everybody say, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Come on. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. I preached an awesome sermon last week, by the way. If you didn't hear it, I recommend you go back and listen. By the way, I'm not bragging in me. It's Jesus' words, all right? I'm boasting in him, but it's powerful stuff. And, uh, you know, I want to just keep going after this more. Um, I broke this stuff apart. He says, have faith in God, and it was after he spoke a curse to the fig tree, and then it withered up, right? And they're like, Lord, look what happened. And he's like, "Well, have faith in God. So he he didn't say have faith that your declaration was powerful enough. He didn't say have faith that you have enough faith. He said have faith in God. All right? Have faith in God. He he says he wants us to be people like himself who only do the things he sees his father doing, only says the things he hears his father saying, and that if you believe that you're going to speak out or you're going to pray according to the things that's in God's heart, he's going to hear you. Because God loves agreement of faith, amen? So if we put our agreement on what he wants, we can trust that he hears us, and if he hears us, he's going to move on behalf of the prayer, says in 1 John, amen? So we, we want to be people who aren't just trying to bend God's will according to our will. We want to be people who have surrendered ourselves to his will. And we partner with him, and if we pray in accordance to his will, we should believe that we're receiving the things that we're praying for, all right? So last week, I I focused heavily on the that when we pray, that we need to believe that we receive, okay? Believing is receiving. It's not just believing something, and and I I believe that God can do it, therefore, I got the faith. No, God's not looking for faith that just believes he can do it, or he has done it but he wants faith that actually puts a demand on him that says i believe you are doing it not you will someday but you are doing it and that i can pull on it right now i might not get the answer manifested right now cuz he said he said that you will have them will is future tense but he needs he needs right now faith for your future breakthrough yeah. amen so when he says um he says, whenever you pray, he says, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive, all right? First, I want to say that believing is not just simply that you have a belief that something is or that something could be. Believing is not passive, it's active, all right? It's active. And he, he's the, the type of belief that Jesus is asking us to enter into is not just believing, but believing with expectations, And that's where I think we miss it a lot of times. We want to be people who see miracles and we believe in them, but we have to be people who just don't believe in them, but we're expecting and we're locking hold our faith on that thing until we see it come through. Come on. So, so believe with expectancy that you receive them. That word receive in the Greek is the word lambano, and it doesn't just mean that something came to you and you, and you got to have it. No, because that's passive, that's passive receiving, right? No, it's active receiving. It's lambano is I'm going to lay a hold of that thing that I'm believing for, and I'm going to apprehend it, and I'm going to lock hold on it and believe that I'm actually getting it right now. So it's a receiving as in I'm actively intaking the manifestation of this thing. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so believe that you lambano. So have expectancy that you're pulling in the thing that you're believing for. And you will have them. And I said this last week that that word have in the Greek, I don't know if I say this right, but it's eimi, eimi. It's the same word that, that says I am. It's, it's having is also being, okay? It's not just having like you have a possession of. It's having as in I am, okay? So when Jesus said I am, when he said, he said before Abraham was, I am. Before Abraham was, I me. I have, I am. It means to exist, okay? To exist, it's a literal thing that is actually there, all right? And, we, you know, Hebrews 11.1 one says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Substance, all right? We've got to believe that there's substance even if you don't see it right now. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith, faith all right? So faith is the ability to believe that God has brought the substance of what you're laying hold of, you're apprehending, even before you can actually have it manifested in the tangible realm, all right? That's what moves God, is believing him according to his word, even if you can't see the thing that you're believing for. And people of the world who don't get that think we're fools. It's true. But I don't care what they think. I'm not living in their world. (laughs) We're living in his world, amen? Amen so that his world is moved by faith and we take hold of the things of the spirit realm, the things that Jesus has already completely paid for. The Bible is full of promises and it's got all kinds of things that God has said. He's written it into his covenant for you. It's already finished. He's already paid the price and it's already stored up for you in heaven. But we haven't seen the manifestations of of most of that yet on this earth. We've seen some of it, but there's so much more. All right, but to God, it's already done, it's already, he's already completed it, he's already crafted it, he's already paid the price for it, and he's waiting for people who will lock hold on his promises and say, I'm going to believe this thing no matter what, even if I can't see it right now. Come on. That's faith. It's laying hold of something that's not, that's not visible in this natural realm. You don't need to be born again to see evidence of things around you. (laughs) Jesus said, unless one is born again, you will never be able to see the kingdom of God. But guess what? The flip is true too. If you've been born again, you can see the kingdom of God. And the Lord wants us to be able to see, not from our finite minds, but to be able to see past that with faith into the heaven realm where God comes from and he's promised so many things he wants to bring into this earth and listen i believe that we're probably far beyond or so, sorry far behind where God wants us to be on this earth because people don't want to press into believing for things that you can't see already <laughs> he wants us to be fools in the sense of you, oh, you're, gonna, you're believing for that thing that you haven't seen. You've been praying for it for 10 years. If he promised it, you better believe I'm still believing for it. But, but we have a tendency to waver in our faith if we don't see the results. That, then we lose faith, okay? But God doesn't want us to lose faith. As a matter of fact, it says, I, I want to—I can't remember where this is at because it just came to my mind. But it says, do not be weary in well-doing, because in due time you will reap what you have sown. It may not be right now, but can you believe and not let go on your faith? That's the kind of faith God's looking for. So believing is receiving. I I, I don't want to just believe that maybe someday this thing's going to happen. I have to believe that the... my prayer of faith that's in agreement with what's in his heart is activating something in heaven. Even if I don't see it right now, I gotta believe in the very least I've dislodged it from its holding spot and it's starting to get track like a tractor beam pulling that thing in. <laughs> I have to believe that something's happening. Even if I don't see it yet, something is happening in the invisible realm. Even if it might take... Years for me to believe and contend and pray for that thing. I got to believe every time I'm doing it, I'm nudging it forward to a breakthrough point. And I might be one prayer, one declaration away from a breakthrough. (laughs) You might be one prayer, one declaration away from the breakthrough you've been contending for. Come on. I want to tell you just a few testimonies of me, my, some experiences I've had where I, where believing was receiving. It's like it, it's like you lay hold of something that you pray for, and you believe right then, God's released it to me. Even if you don't see it yet, God, you just have this faith, God's released it to me, so I can receive it right now. I can take it in. Amen? Intake. Sometimes, sometimes you need to pray until you get that breakthrough, where you believe that it's been released, even if you don't see it yet, yeah, i got to believe it, and I'm going to take that thing in, and I'm going to rest in that breakthrough. I'm going I'm to love the Lord and worship Him and praise Him even before I see it happen. Did you know He loves that, by the way? For you to praise Him for the breakthrough that you haven't actually seen yet? It's true. It is a good word. Thank you, brother. Whoever said this. Yeah, Steve. In, in 1995 to 96, I was in Bible College at World Harvest Bible College, and I, I was 19 years old, turned 20 in March, so I was still young, but going after it pretty heavy, just going after God, and the, and the Lord was doing awesome things in my life in that season, and, uh, but, but how many of you guys know that a lot of people who go to Bible College right out of high school are broke. Maybe you didn't go to Bible college and you were broke too. I was so broke that I was on a steady diet of PBJs and and craft boxed macaroni and cheese in the microwave. And, And on a special occasion, I even would pop open a can of tuna to dump in that bowl. Those are the special nights. And, and I, I was also on a steady diet of ramen noodles. Come on. Those things were very economical and pukeable. I ate those things so many times that I never want to eat them again. I, the, the one that, The one that pushed me over the cliff was the shrimp flavored one. Don't ever get shrimp ramen noodles. That's... I even, I even tasted the powder in the packet before I got, mixed it in there. But that was the opposite of believing and receiving, right? Now believing is chucking, getting this thing out of me. And, and I was also so broke, so were my buddies, that we had to invent our own entertainment. So we didn't have the money to go, buy, go to the movies or bowling or whatever, How many of you guys know that your best memories are the entertainment that you invented, not the one you paid somebody else to entertain you with? Yeah, so this one night, me and and two of my buddies, they had a dorm right across the room. I lived in the dormitory. And the dormitory was broken up into four quadrants. And so each quadrant had its own bathroom that everybody had to share. And you're not supposed to go to other people's quadrants. And so we were on this rotation of, of every, like, however many weeks each room has to clean the bathrooms all week long. And thankfully, this was not my week. But um, this one night, my buddies and I were hanging out in their room straight across from the bathroom. It's getting pretty late. I think it was about midnight. Uh, you know, midnight's pretty early in college. So, but we, we, Decided to do this awesome prank, and boy, was this awesome! Pranks were one of my favorite pastimes. By the way, I, I rebuke anybody in advance if you do this here. What I'm going to say? Do not. <laughs> All right, I repented for it, and you will need to repent if you do this. I, it's, but it's beautiful at the same time. It's, I, I took, I took saran wrap into the bathroom and you stretch it over the toilet bowl and and to where there's no no wrinkles and so it's perfectly clear and then close the lid over it. And there's two stalls in there and I did it on the right one. And on the left one, I, I went in there and I put a pair of boots in front of it and then locked the door and crawled underneath so it looked like somebody had been sitting in there for a long time. And then we were, like, waiting, leaning into the door, like, waiting for somebody to go to the bathroom so we could, like, find out what happened. And, you, I mean, you could imagine saran wrap. You can't see it. Whatever you're going to do, like, went everywhere. And so, oh, Justin, like, you haven't done this type of a thing. I know you have. That's because you didn't think of it. So, anyway, anyway, this, this night... We were stoked to find out who is going to be our, our victim. And uh, the Lord has a way of humbling us in our pride. Amen. And uh, little did I know that the downstairs bathroom right under us was, was locked up because they were cleaning it. And so nobody's allowed to go in there. So an old guy who was a student who lived in the dorm had to go all the way upstairs to our bathroom and, and of course, this, the left stall was already being occupied, he thought, so he went in there, and I, this was the night that I learned that he had a bladder bag on his side, and he dumped it, <laughs> and it went everywhere. Oh, it was bad. And so the RA of, the, of our, our section went around every room trying to track down who did it, and he saved us for last because we were the good boys. He thought. <laughs> He learned different that night, and man, he yelled at us, but I learned later that when he went to his room, he bursted out laughing really hard. He had to put on that fake, evil face. I know he loved it. It was, it was awesome, but I felt bad, because cause the Lord, for some reason, caused us to get humbled with the wrong person. Anyway, I still am entertained by that story, so I was so broke but I still was entertained. So anyway, that wasn't my story, I just wanted to give you that freebie. Because <laughs> I, I remembered that one this morning. <laughs> my, my best friend who was in that room um, was gonna be going home to Connecticut for spring break, and and so he invited me to go with him, and a couple other guys, and I really wanted to go, but I didn't have any money because I was broke, and so, I went to my room and closed the door, and I just prayed. I was like, God, uh, w- would you like for me to go? Would you, would it be, would you be blessed for me to, to have the blessing to go? And I, I felt the pleasure of the Lord in it. So then I prayed a prayer of faith. I said, God, I ask you in the name of Jesus that you will provide the funds for me to go on this trip on spring break because I really want to go and have this time with my friend, meet his family, and all this stuff, and, and when I prayed, I actually felt like that connection with God, where I was able to release it in faith to Him, and, and then I was able to receive, in faith, the pleasure of the Lord in Him saying, I, I, fe- I felt like he, that he gave me the faith to believe He's going to provide for it, okay? So I received that, I had that experience, I, I thanked Him, and then within like two minutes, I heard a noise, and somebody... Slipped an envelope under the door, and I opened it up, and it was the exact amount of cash I needed to go on that trip. <laughs> Come on, yeah, like like literally right after I released it to the Lord, instantaneously. Nobody knew I was praying this; nobody did. But somebody's like they felt led by God. They put an envelope, didn't put their name on it, just to re, just to do it. You know, that's a pretty cool way to give, and so. And I was like, whoa, God, that's amazing. How many of you guys have ever seen God move like that, though, where you trust him with something, and then, then he releases something? It doesn't always happen instantly, but it's pretty awesome, right? But I, when I prayed that, believing was receiving. I, I really had a connection in my faith with God that, that, I, was gonna, that I was actually taking in from him provision, okay? Right? Because he promised us provision, amen? So that was pretty cool. Another example of believing is receiving that I want to share with you is, is at Bethel Church. Um, we, we moved there in 2009. <clears throat> I knew that revival was there, and that's why we went. And, and it, God was moving, and I, I think I knew this in advance, but it became utterly clear quickly that Bethel has a core value of being drunk in the Holy Spirit, Okay, I share that same value, all right? I love it. Not drunk with alcohol. Talking about Holy Spirit, amen, where he fills you so much. And I mean, can you imagine, like, we, we might pray that God will fill us, and, but, we, but we have no experience of joy from it, and it's actually the joy of the Lord. It's actually his. He wants to bring joy and fill us. And he wants to fill us with his peace and his goodness and saturate us so through and through that your soul gets drenched on the goodness of God. Come on. And then you just get drunk. And this one night I was at church and and the Holy Spirit started moving and people started getting drunk in the room. And I'd probably experienced that in the past, but it wasn't yet normal behavior for me. I wanted it but people were getting sloshed. All right? I'm I'm not joking. Like I'm talking sloshed. You're so like inebriated by his presence that you you just can't your body can't handle it normal and you kind of don't want it to cuz it just it's just the it gives you freedom. Honestly, freedom. Now some people take this stuff too far and get weird with it. And we're not trying to be weird, although people who don't understand it think we're weird. But again, we're living from the other realm, amen? <laughs> but this one night it happened, and, and I, I all of a sudden realized I want this thing. And, and I, I had a decision to make when it was all happening around me. I can either observe it, I can wish I had it, or I can dive in. And guess which one I chose? Dive, dive, dive. dive in. And so how did I do it? Because I wasn't actually having that experience. I could feel God's presence, but it wasn't doing that to me. And, and so uh, some of the people that were sitting next to me were, they were just, they were messed up <laughs> in a good way. And so I, I went and I sat down next to them and put my arm around them because I knew that they had what I wanted. And I, I, I just went and I did it. And I made a, a conscious decision right then to believe that I am receiving this. And guess what? I started feeling that flowing into me. And then I started getting that, that experience where it kind of just takes you to another, another realm. We call it drunk. It's not drunk like alcohol, okay? So please understand. That's not like this is actually healthy. <laughs> you don't have hangovers after this. Okay, It is healthy. It just gets you saturated with his presence. That's, you can call it saturated to overflowing. Okay, if you, if you don't like the word drunk, that's fine. But, but what I experienced, though, was that when I sat with these people, I, I believed that I was receiving what God was doing with them. And as, when as a, the moment I started believing, like I didn't wait to feel something. I chose to believe this is flowing into me. I don't care how I feel, I, I, it's flowing into me. And I, I believed it. And the more I believed it was flowing into me, the more I started letting go of all the doubts and, and all the reasons why I shouldn't be experiencing this. And I started resting, intaking, and then getting filled. And it started saturating me and overflowing. And then I looked like everybody else. It was powerful, but I, I, I got it right then, and it, it it became, it started becoming easy to get filled with the Holy Spirit. The more I did that, the more easy it got because I realized that believing is receiving, and I learned to believe. It's easy. I want to tell you something. It's as hard as you believe it is to be touched by God. because of your belief. But it's also as easy as you believe it is because of your belief. You could be sitting in here right now drinking off of the new wine right now if you just believe that you're receiving it right now. As I say it, I am doing it, okay? It's not for a show, it's for an encounter, okay? Something else for me, too, is learning that I can, that believing is receiving when it comes to encountering God, okay? I had to work through years and years and years of belief systems that disqualified me from believing that God wants to come and touch me. Religious beliefs. The ones that make me think that I have to earn this, I have to be clean enough, I have to have put in enough time to move his heart. But then I learned about Jesus and the cross and the finished works of the cross and the resurrection and that he already made the way and that it's his blood that actually gave me full access to his presence and he wanted it more than I ever wanted it. And the more I learned about his goodness and how much he wants it more than I do, the easier it became to start experiencing God. Believing is receiving. If I can can adjust my belief systems away from thinking I'm disqualified and believing what the word says, that because I have faith, he's made me righteous the righteousness of Christ. And that qualifies me. Come on. If I can believe that, I have no reason to think that God doesn't want this encounter more than I do. And if I believe He wants it more than I do and He's ready for it, I can simply believe that I'm receiving it right now. And I've had prayer times where I was, I was trying to work through it striving to get in his presence striving to get my heart right all these things and toiling and stuff and the holy spirit's like why don't you just believe that i'm already here and i'm ready to do it now instead of thinking that it's got to be later after you've done your duty and when i shifted it and i i chose intentionally to believe Right now, I'm receiving presence. (laughs) I started feeling him step forward, touch me, and encounter me. Sometimes I even saw his face. Why should I pray and believe that he does not want to show me his face? Usually, he's going to show up in accordance to how you're believing, which is why most people are not experiencing him showing up. But he's like, believe. Believe. I want it more than you do. I'm here. I'm here. I want to come and touch you. Open your heart. I'm already trying to press in, but I'm not going to violate your will or your doubt. Open your heart, let me in. And he wants to come in and flood you. Come on. Last week I told you I'm trying to make this stuff easy. I am right now too. Amen? I started shifting away from striving to move God. To believing he's already moving, you think you need to move him? Really? The only (laughs) I almost said something I don't actually believe. I I was gonna say the only reason a river would get dammed up is if you create a dam, but the river's always flowing. You, yeah, that's that's not a real picture. But, but the river's always flowing, you can't stop it. Amen. You can disconnect from it. Faith is what gets you back to the river. You can drink anytime you want. Believing is receiving. You can't like run far enough away to get away from that river. It'll chase you down. <laughs> Come on. I start shifting away from trying to attain to an encounter to a place of receiving an encounter that is already trying to get to me. <laughs> Shifting away from thinking it's going to happen later to expecting it to happen right now. I'm going to do this right now, actually. I don't want to just talk about it. Lord, <laughs> I want this encounter. Oh, yes, thank you. He's there. Why do you guys also just let him touch you right now. Believing is receiving. Just receive right now. Receive. Intake. Intake. It's like pulling, pulling the rope of it in, right? Dare to believe that God actually wants to, he intends to touch you right now. <clears throat> one one day recently i was kind of meditating and just thinking about it we we often use the word belief and faith interchangeably and i just was processing are they are they completely interchangeable <clears throat> and and what i came to a conclusion to is yes and no they should be interchangeable but not necessarily are they because often we think that belief is mental agreement on something, but when God thinks about belief, He's seeing it as an active participation with what you're believing. <clears throat> okay? It's not it, like belief can be mental agreement about something, but it can also be very passive and expecting for something to actually happen. Okay? That's where most Christians are living from, daily. We believe, but we're not expecting. <laughs> I rebuke that thought in the name of Jesus. I'm not rebuking you guys, but I am rebuking that belief. Okay? God, God wants to shift us out of that because it's very passive, it's irresponsible, to be honest, because we're not engaging with the realm where God is trying to get breakthrough onto this earth. And, and we, can, we can be Christians, and we're believing, and, and we do have faith at some levels, but he wants to take it to another place where we're believing more intentionally to see breakthroughs come through. Come on. God's looking for a belief that is wholehearted commitment and proactive reaching for what is being agreed with. So, expectancy. Amen? A lot of people believe in God and in His Word, as attributes, as promises, and His nature, but not necessarily are believing it with active faith, intentionality, focus. Okay? That's not the type of faith that God's looking for that moves him. It says in James 2.19, You believe there is one God and you do well, but even the demons believe and they tremble. All right? So believing in the existence and in in the word is important, but it's not what moves things. Okay? And and in that same passage in James two. He actually says uh, the faith without works is dead. So he actually wants you to believe for something and then put yourself into that thing. <clears throat> faith requires action. It requires proactivity, pressing in, and a response to God. Believing he's going to respond to you. Belief is from the heart, not the mind. Amen. Talked about this last week. Jesus said, if you say to this mountain and you you believe, but you and you have no no doubt in your heart. Okay? And I talked about how like we, we get hung up on do I have faith or do I have doubt? Or do how much do I have? Does my faith override my doubt? Like that's not what he's looking for. He said, he says, if you do not doubt in your heart, he didn't say, he's not, he wasn't worried about your, your mind because your spirit, soul, and body. He's worried, of, he's more concerned about if they're in your heart, in your spirit, is there faith? Because you can get your mind renewed and in alignment with your spirit. That's not, that doesn't have to stop you, okay? You, you get yourself positioned with the Father and, re, and let yourself get recalibrated in your thoughts, but you got to trust that your heart has the faith. You can believe with your heart. Come on. <laughs> a lot of Christians believe what the Bible says, but not actually are engaging proactive faith from the heart, just staying in the place of mental agreement. That's important. That's a, that's a good, that, that's needed. Mental agreement is needed, but that's not going to move God. Okay, that's for you. That's for you to align so you can engage your faith from your heart. That moves God. Amen? So faith is what reaches out and grabs a hold of God and the thing that you're believing for. You guys awake this morning? (laughs) Come on. I want to read that again, Mark 11, 24. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. All right? Help me, Jesus, I'm seeing my time. And how much more I've got to say. I'm not in a hurry, guys. To I'm not in a hurry to, to land at everything today. Because this is important I've been feeling for for weeks and weeks that we need to go after this to cultivate faith. We all have faith, okay? But to cultivate focused faith, cultivate expectancy, cultivate responsibility with the faith to actually reach out and apprehend things that we're believing for. And not just say a prayer and then go on our way hoping it happens, but being used to it not happening and we're just kind of learning to deal with it. Listen, that's robbed Christianity of so many things. That's just learning to deal with stuff and moving on. (laughs) I'm, I'm believing for outbreaks of revival. I'm believing for outbreaks of glory, Shekinah glory manifested in our midst. I'm believing for outbreaks of miracles, healings, the things that surprise you. You're like, whoa, I I never thought that that God would ever do that. (laughs) He's outside the box. Come on. I want, to, I want us all in unity to be believing for this, but not, not just passive mental agreement on it, but actual, the, the, the attitude that says, I want that, I need that, and I'm going to believe for it, and I'm going to take responsibility to lambano that thing together. Lambano, to apprehend, to seize, to take it in. Come on. I read this to you last week, believing is actively receiving. I said this, let your, you guys have to memorize this too. It's It's a whole paragraph. I'm just joking. Let your faith be an intentional and focused experience of you reaching out and touching God and encountering his nature through his love. I think people don't take the time with that part. Like, we want to believe for things, but guess what? God's not just wanting to be your vending machine. <laughs> he, he wants to encounter us so we can behold him and his goodness, all right? And his nature, that we encounter him in that way. And then we're actively receiving what we believe are the promises, so we're actually pulling it in like we're pulling the rope of faith. Pulling this thing in, receiving the promises that he has provided for us with expectancy that we will see results in due time without giving up. The, the church has been battered and lied to by the world so much and even more in the last two years, three years, trying to make us believe that all the things that we've been contending for and believing are never going to happen. <laughs> it's lies. Yeah. The devil's tried to do everything he can to get us to quit pressing in. And quit laying hold of things and quit putting action to faith and, and, and trying to make us passive. I, I'm saying no, not us, not us. I'm calling on us to rise up as a church, to rise up and to, and to anchor our feet into the ground and, and believe in faith that we're going to see the mightiest move of God we've ever seen. Some of you guys have had history with moves of gods of various kinds. God wants to do more. He wants to do more. Whatever you've experienced or you've tasted of, there's more, there's more, there's more. But are you going to wait for somebody else to get the breakthrough so you can ease into it? Or are you going to press in and believe that you're a part of the solution to the problem? That your faith is going to grab a hold of this thing? We're going to go somewhere. We're going to believe. We're going to encounter God and see the breakthroughs of history. Come on. I don't know what's going to happen in our nation governmentally and all that kind of stuff. And I hope certain things happen. But guess what? We, we cannot let that put a, put a ceiling on the church. God's got huge things. When when He did uh, the Day of Pentecost, to God, that's like that's normal. <laughs> that's supposed to be that's supposed to be church lifestyle. Come on. I'm not going to be satisfied with Overflow Church, with us being. Uh, Under the expectation, like like inferior to the expectation that we're not going to be seeing breakthroughs and miracles and we're going to be living, walking, revivalists going everywhere on this planet that we're supposed to go. Come on. I mean, those guys were coming together and they were encountering God. And then they were going out. And they were taking that encounter and releasing miracles and breakthroughs in the, in the, king, the gospel of the kingdom. Everywhere they went, and God showed up. I, I want us to be people who, of faith who are believing that God is showing up now. Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I need to mark my notes where I'm not getting to today, so I don't forget later, because you're getting a dose next week. I'm excited. I am very excited. This is topics I've been wanting to go after for years, and I I have at times. But, but we've had to lay foundations in this church and really focus on things. And I'm stoked because I believe, that we're, I believe that 2023 is a year of outbreaks of miracles. I believe it. I believe that this is a year where we're going to see breakthroughs that we've been believing for. I believe this is a year that we're going to see people get hungry for God again expectant hunger. Come on. We're, I, I believe this is a year that we're going to see breakthroughs in families. Come on. I, I believe this is a year when you guys are going to catch, and, and I'll, I'll put me in this, he's kind of giving me a head start, but we're going to catch a, a revelation of God's what, who God believes that the church is, that religion has tried to deceive us away from. And, and I believe that it's going to put fire in our hearts. The devil is trying everything he can to deceive people to believe that the church is not important. Let me, let me just say that I just said that's the devil who's telling people that. Because guess what? The church is actually his biggest threat. And when we wake up, to who God knows that we are, and let's go. It, it'll, it's go time. I believe this is the year, though, for awakenings. I, I'm making declarations of faith right now. All right. I, I want to close with this because I didn't get to hit this other stuff, but I, I can at least just take a moment on this part. When Jesus told us, let me let me reread that. I told you guys earlier to to turn your Bibles to Mark five. Ha ha ha. Keep your thumb there all week, right? <laughs> Next week, if the Lord doesn't change my plan, all right, all right. <clears throat> Remember the context here. I'm I'm going to close for those of you who are getting squirmy. It's like, oh, he just opened up a whole new part of his sermon. (laughs) Maybe. Jesus cursed the fig tree. The next day they saw it. It had withered. They're freaked out. Jesus, it worked. And he's like, well, have faith in God, right? And this is what he said. He said, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says, everybody say says. That's, that's, verbal, right, that's, that's speaking out, okay, speaking out, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, who, who's going to do it, not you, and guess what, not your declaration either, because he said have faith in God, not have faith in your spoken word faith in God, and when you speak and you believe in your heart and you do not doubt, okay, that, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. So the faith is not in your saying, it's in God. You got that? Your faith is not in your abilities, It's in God. However, God partners with your human action when it's done in faith, okay? And then he he goes on, he says, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. I want to tell you that the that the power to be able to speak to things first comes from the secret place where you're having the intimate union with God and you're beholding him and his nature and you're you're able to come into alignment with his will. The things are in his heart and you let your heart get synced up with his heart and then you say, you, you pray for those things to happen on this earth and you believe that you're receiving these things as if you're pulling it in right now. You're pulling it in right now. I'm believing and it's flowing. I'm believing and it's getting released from heaven. It's coming to me right now. I will have those things. It might not be instantaneous, but faith says I'm going to continue to believe no matter what until I see that thing come. But from the place where I've had the encounter and I've had the prayer and the faith and the receiving and the believing, from that place I can go now and I can speak out loud to the thing that I'm believing for. I can speak out loud. I can declare confessions of faith towards the thing and i have to believe that jesus has empowered me with his authority because he's given us dominion on this earth in his name <clears throat> that when i speak things that are in agreement with him into places that i've already been there in the spirit All right, I've already been there in the spirit and I've already prayed for it. I've already received it. I've already connected with God and I've beholded that thing. I've been there already. Now in this physical realm, I can go to that thing and speak to the thing I already was at with God in the spirit. There's power on it and I can believe that in him that he's gonna follow through with a declaration that I made that was in agreement with what his heart is. Come on. We go around and we make declarations and we speak things in faith, but did we first spend that time encountering God and beholding what he wants to do and spending that time observing and meditating and dreaming with him and connecting with him in the spirit and asking in faith and receiving it by faith? Did we do that first or are we just saying these things? Because if you're making declarations of faith, but you didn't actually go there with God in the spirit, it might be in vain. And it's good to make declarations because faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. But the point that God's trying to get us to is to bring us into his heart, into agreement with him and and in sync with him to where we believe that uh, even though I don't see it yet, it's as sure as done. It's as sure as though I already exist with this reality. I can go from that place and then I have authority to speak to that thing and then I can see God move on behalf. Come on. That's how declarations get very powerful. Go there in the spirit first with God. Encounter him in that thing. And then speak to it. <laughs> I just gave you guys a big fat key of the kingdom. I hope you're taking it. Are you lambanoing the thing I'm saying? Come on. Why don't you guys stand with me? Let's put, let's put our faith in action for a moment. <clears throat> I, want you to, I want you to think about one breakthrough that you need to see. One breakthrough. Not, not a whole list. One thing. Something that, that is powerful with faith is when you can hone in on something and, and you give it intentional focus and then you connect with God on that thing. So the first thing you need to do with that thing is hold it before the Lord and say, God, is this in your heart? Like you wanna connect with his heart first, is this in your heart? And you may or may not have the answer immediately, that's fine, <clears throat> but you, want to, you just wanna know if you're praying in, a, in alignment with him, if, and, if you, if you tr- and if it's a promise in the word, you already know it's his heart, okay? Like it, if you're praying, God, I, I'm believing for a Lamborghini. <laughs> the Bible didn't promise you that, I'm sorry. It does promise it'll provide for your needs. He, he might want to give you the Lamborghini. You just want to check with his heart, all right? Is this your heart? If it is, I want to come into agreement with you, okay? And then I want, you just to, I want you to take a moment, and I want you to visualize in your heart, okay? I want you, if you need to use your imagination, you've got the mind of Christ. You can do it with him, okay? I want you to see that thing, and I want you to envision what it looks like for God to show up and to release the breakthrough. I want you just to see it. Take a moment. Just see your breakthrough. See what it looks like. Not, not just what the problem is. What does it look like for God to show up and to bring the solution? <clears throat> and then I want you to take a moment and ask God for that thing. Ask him for it with faith, with belief in your heart. Don't worry about it. If your mind has doubts, I don't want you to go there. In your heart, ask him with faith. As you ask him with faith, believe that if you're praying something that's in his heart, in his will, that he hears you, so so take a moment and just have a a moment of encounter of knowing that you actually have the ear of the creator of this universe right now. And as you're asking him, now I want you to take a moment and just be real intentional to to exercise lambano, okay? Believe that you are truly receiving from him. You're intaking. You're, you're actually, he's handing it and you're reaching out and grabbing it and pulling it in. And if you need to do that motion was a prophetic act, just reach out and, and grab that thing and pull it in. Just pull it in. And take a moment and just Connect with him as if he just gave you the thing that you asked for. Just connect with him as if he just released to you everything that you were believing for. Yeah, give him give him whatever type of thanks or worship or praise that you need to. Thanking him as if it was already completed because that takes faith to do that. <clears throat> All right. Now I want you to look at the problem, the thing that you needed the breakthrough for that maybe maybe you haven't seen the manifestation yet. I want you to look at that thing and I want you to I want you to believe that that thing has an ear and has to listen to you right now. And I want you to speak to it and command it, whatever the breakthrough is, just command it to be released out loud. Don't worry about anybody else. Just say something to it that commands that thing. Just like Jesus said, speak to the mountain, right? It's not not asking God right now. You've already done that. Now you're speaking to it as if you had the authority to see that thing happen. And do it with faith. Do it with faith, believing that it's listening and it's responding in obedience. And then, this is the last part that we're going to do right now. Give God a shout of praise that he deserves for that breakthrough that you're looking for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, real quick, there could have been things that somebody was believing for right now that that was something he could have instantaneously done that you already have a result on. I don't know. It could have been a healing or something. But if anybody already knows you got it and you have evidence, I want to see your hand. And it's okay if you don't because most people might be praying for other things. You have something that you already have evidence on. What is it? Come on. So you had an encounter with the Lord right now. Come on. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. Yes. Well, listen. I, I think that what you guys just experienced right now was real. Do you? Yeah. Expectancy, right? Believing it was real. So... I think that during this week, as you guys start getting your breakthroughs, you need to post it on Facebook or or let us know this week or next week. And I want to know what God's doing because we're going to celebrate breakthroughs. Amen? Hallelujah. All right, well, we're going to have a ministry team up here, and they're going to pray for people with expectancy. And I want you, if you need a breakthrough or a healing or come to Jesus or whatever it would be, they're going to pray with you, and I want you just to believe that God's going to show up. So we bless you guys in the name of Jesus. Have a great day.